So, uh, hello, yeah, this is the um, Chance of Gaming Podcast, episode 35, and uh, it's just me, and there's a reason for that. You see, um, I actually recorded the show Sunday night with Richard and Roy, and I went to check it to move it over so I can edit it, and it didn't even have a meg worth of audio recorded. And I am frustrated and I guess kind of tired of the program I use because it's so primitive. I really want something I can listen to in real time as as it records. I think that would work uh, the best for me. But anyway, I absolutely wanted to do an episode because I know I have at least a handful of new listeners with uh, the X-Wing tournament I went to last weekend. So basically, I just kind of wanted to talk about that in this episode. And uh, yeah, just kind of get it out of the way. Maybe a couple of news items, maybe. Since Gen Con's coming up this weekend, and I cover that heavily, I even do a Gen Con show where I talk about all the crap I saw and want to buy and never play. So I guess, uh, yeah, we'll just kind of sit back and uh, talk about that. <sighs> I wonder if it's even worth it like to me to edit it. I don't know. Maybe I'll just toss this up and call it a day. Anyway, <clears throat> if you didn't know, I went to an X-Wing hyperspace tournament. And this is like a really big deal that... Um, Fantasy Flight does. It's essentially, it allows you to get to their world championship worlds, quote-unquote, which is at their office, which I assumed was like New York or California, but I swear it's like in Minnesota or somewhere. It's like in the Midwest, I think. Rust Belt, something like that. I was very surprised it was up there. Anyway, my store, ever since they moved to... Um, their new location, Bands, Comics, and Cards in Ridgeland, Mississippi, they were like, well, we want to get all these prestigious events. They're already, like, super huge in the Southeast for Magic. So they wanted to do this one. However, we only have kind of a small but dedicated X-Wing group. Um, They play on Thursday nights, and usually you'll find four to six of them in there on any given Thursday. So we were a little concerned that, you know, are enough people going to show up for this thing? Or, on the opposite side of that, what if too many people show up? Because you have to have space, you have to have mats. They'd been advertising it for like two or three months and nobody pre-registered. And the store has like two mats. So it was this mad scramble... You know, I was telling everybody I knew, bring all the mats you got. You know, I don't, I didn't own a three by three, which was interesting, because I actually went through all my mats. I have like a two by three. I actually have several of those. I have two by twos. I have four by fours. I don't own a three by three. I should get one. Like an Armada mat would be cool. I don't know. Can you get like joke mats? Can I get one with like um, a DMX on it? You know. DMX wing. I don't know. Anyway, so I get there like when the store opens at like 10 and um, it's like me, a couple other guys that are locals. Not even all the locals could make it out to this thing. 
which is kind of scary. So we're, you know, we're kind of worried at this point. Uh, my friend Dennis came down from Tupelo where he said, sadly, nobody plays uh, X-Wing up there anymore. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, there's literally like four or five of us and just sitting around wondering. And this thing kicks off at like noon. So nobody really started showing up till about like 1130. And then it was kind of like the floodgates opened. They all came through. And, uh, yeah, we had a bunch of people come from, like, Louisiana. And uh, we ended up with, like, 11 total people. So, yeah, that was it. Which was kind of great because we it was this really nice hyperspace tournament package. And they literally had uh, stuff, not enough people to even give everybody, you know, all the stuff. Everybody got multiples of the cards and you know uh the targeting sticks and movement who's it's and what's it's you know the kind of stuff you wouldn't normally get unless you placed high so that was kind of nice i didn't know they did um tournament uh like the the promo cards were like hard cards like credit cards so that was kind of neat and uh yeah I, I mean i don't really care about like the movement trays and the sticks and stuff like that because I have like a really nice set um, I even have like an official chance of gaming cover thing <laughs> that I had done uh, by a guy so all that's nice and uh, so I just want to talk about like uh, who I played now see I don't really regularly play X-Wing I know it's a big surprise long time listeners will know that pff, I don't really play anyway I just basically buy and sometimes pay people to paint things, and yeah. Anyway, so um, I did make it out the Thursday before, so I could basically remember how to freaking play X-Wing. And I actually won my first X-Wing game ever that night, so yeah, I was feeling pretty confident. But um, like these guys that, that came to the tournament thing, they they came to play. Well, not, not kidding around, which is fine. I mean, that's what you're here to do. You're trying to win this thing. So you can get your trip to Minnesota or that Stranger Things town or whatever. Um, so the first guy I played, it w which was funny when I handed him the card for this podcast, you know, I'm like, I'll talk about you, you know, you, you know, tomorrow night. And uh, he was he was very excited because he had been mentioned on a previous X-Wing podcast. And he was like, yeah, my friends say I don't ever shut up about it something like that really nice guy he had been to band camp at my alma mater the university of southern mississippi uh justice i think was his name which is really really weird that i remember a name because i never do but i guess it's because his name was a little different anyway he beat the shit out of me in that in that thing everybody's running these um the droids or the the separatist or is the hot new faction and i have some stuff for that but I didn't want to bring it because I didn't understand all the uh, new rules. So I was actually very excited to play someone uh, who who was fielding him so I could just see what's going on. Yeah, man, that calculate thing is, is pretty awesome. And yeah, and so, yeah, just kick the shit out of me with that one and uh, i was always hesitant about like handing the card i wasn't just going to straight up hand somebody the chance of gaming you know my little business cards i have printed out uh before the match 
because it was like, well, you know, if this guy's like a, a dick or something, you know, I'm going to talk about him. I'd be like, oh, this guy was terrible. But no, 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 everybody, everybody's fine. So um, that was like uh, my first one. And uh, just, yeah, didn't do well. Uh, the second one was another guy from Louisiana, I believe. And uh, I just remember he had like this big goatee, big like uh, goatee. Reminded me of the dude from uh, Anthrax, Ian, whatever his name is, but he braids his. Anyway, so uh, he uh, piloted, uh, well, his list was mostly that um, that new Imperial ship, the Decimator. And I think it was like one or two other things, which I got a little excited because that was the list I beat Thursday. But no, this guy kicked my ass. Although um, I did do points pretty well because I dropped that thing below half. And it was a huge point sink in his list. So, points-wise, that helped me out a lot. And uh, the third one was my most... Oh, yeah, and that guy got a card. He's listening to this, hopefully. Um, you know, hey, this is just... yeah. Or what kills me is, like, they all had a long drive on the way back. And they're, they're like, well, I got your podcast loaded up. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can't even remember what we talked about on the last episode. It ain't X-Wing, brother. Anyway... So, um, the third opponent was my most difficult opponent ever, and he did not get a card, and I got a buy, you know, whatever that means. It's like you get a win, but not really, I don't know, that counted as a win, it was a whole thing. And so I basically sat around and watched uh, The Boys on my phone, which is excellent on Amazon, if you haven't seen it. I like the comic, too, it's different, but I, I dig it. And then last but not least, it was kind of kind of weird, and uh, this guy got a card too, so he's listening to it. Uh, the, the weird thing was, he was a local, but I didn't know him. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but um, yeah, it was just weird. I thought he was from somewhere else, but yeah, he was a local. I mean, it's not, I, I have this podcast, I just don't beat the drum locally, because, you know, I kind of feel like an ass about it, you know, in that sense. With like, hey, listen to my podcast. You know, you know they may hate me or whatever. So I, I generally just don't. Plus, there's another local podcast, uh, Dice Junkies, I think is their name, that uh, kind of pimp themselves pretty good. You know, in the area it, at my local store, there's always the little cards and stuff like that. I'm like, eh, just I don't, I don't want to do that. I just, I feel weird about it. I mean, it's not a secret I have this podcast. You know. Because I'll like write a blog blog post or whatever and 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 post them on our local Facebook groups or whatever. But yeah. But anyway, uh, he was a nice guy and he had a separatist list and I managed to eke out a win. And uh, a lot of people on Reddit, which was funny, got you know excited. You know, well, what, what list were you running? What list were you running? I'm like, slow down. You know, this is me. I was literally playing like with what I had because I've just bought it into 2.0, and the only other stuff I have, I bought the uh, Saul Guerrero box set, you know, with the U-wing and the extra X-wing because it came with the 2.0 stuff, and that um, Ty Reaper I think also came with 2.0 stuff, so I have that, but everything else I have is just straight up just 2.0 stuff. I haven't even flown an Imperial list. Anyway, I was flying my Rebels, and it was a U-Wing, three X-Wings, and a Y-Wing. 
all completely stripped down because um, if I buy an upgrade card, basically I'll, I'll forget about it. You know, I, I don't I don't know what it does. I'll forget I have it. And uh, it's the whole thing. So, yeah, I ended up placing out of the 11 guys, I placed eighth, so, which got me into the top eight, which I got to claim, hey, I'm a top eight player. Yay. <laughs> and um, I got some sticks and trays and cards and whatnot. Uh, my friend Dennis, sadly, uh, finished last. He was flying tie spam, moving him around in a block, and uh, he, he ended up finishing last. Uh, sorry, and uh, yeah, so that was it. Basically, the the X-Wing hyperspace tournament, and the, the people were really nice, and I hope they come back to our shop, but, you know. Anyway, um, I guess I kind of wanted to look through the dock here and see if there's any other big news we, you know, to actually talk about. Um, one, uh, if you didn't know, Funko, that make those weird pop things, are making board games slash miniature games. I don't know where you actually use your pops. Um, uh, normally, I wouldn't like give a shit because this is just like millennial beanie babies, as far as I'm concerned. But although I do actually own one, not to be a hypocrite, I have the uh, the Dark Angel one from 40k. And uh, but with this one, there's a Golden Girls. Um, box set and I think I'm gonna get this because it allows me to uh, live my dream of a 28 millimeter um, Golden Girls skirmish game and uh, yeah it comes with uh, Rose and Blanche don't know where uh, Sophia and Dorothy are but there you go the other ones you can get are Rick and Morty Harry Potter and uh, there's Batman. Well, there's like the, sorry, DC, which comes with like Batman, Batgirl, Joker, Harley Quinn. And then there's a two-pack, which comes with apparently Robin and Catwoman? I don't know. It's, it's really weird. And then, yeah, I see, why does Harry Potter get a four-pack? It's like Harry, Hermione, Bellatrix, and, you know, got your nose guy. You know, he gets a four-pack, but my beloved Golden Girls only gets two. Well, not only that, Harry gets a two-pack, too. Which is like um, Ron and um, Malfoy, or whatever his name is. So, yeah. Why why can't I get a four-pack with the Golden Girls? This is just, I don't like this. This is wrong. So, anyway, uh, that was like the big news. Um, I think the, uh, the only other thing thing uh see like legion war games is doing dn bin fu and i talked on the 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 show that was not to be uh the facts that i knew about that battle from um i learned uh from the history of modern france i took under dr michael nyberg who was an excellent historian you could read a lot of his books on amazon and uh the two facts that i remember one the forts surrounding it were named after the, the French commander's mistresses. And the other thing was uh, the paratroopers that were dropped in relief of it were uh, French Foreign Legion, and they were made up of a lot of ex-SS paratroopers. Because, you know, the, the Legion will take whoever, and you forget your past. 
So, you know, it was, you know, be tried for war crimes or join the French Foreign Legion. Or that was the, you know, that was the thing. Maybe they were actually arrested and given the choice. But, yeah, I'll do some more research on that about um, SS in the, uh, the Foreign Legion. It's kind of a unique thing, kind of a neat concept. Uh, the other thing we covered was just, uh, it was a long argument that I should not have gotten in over Twitter. So let's just skip that. And uh, Richard Berg died. The guy we joke about between him and Richard Borg. This is the mustache guy who was bald. And he was kind of a renaissance man. He had, you know, he, he was a singer. He was a songwriter. And, you know, all this different stuff. And, um, yeah, and he died. And I don't know. We can't make the jokes anymore. Or we make worse jokes. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. There were some some podcast uh, some Kickstarter stuff, but you know we talk about it all the time. I guess it's not that big of a deal, uh, except um, let's see, um, Steve Jackson, who we talk about a lot, is now over on Indiegogo, and we talked about how apparently the the new rule with Kickstarter is is you cannot launch a, another campaign until you fulfill the last one, which is a fantastic rule for us as a consumer. So that may be why he's on Indiegogo. And uh, not to mention, you know, um, there's they you get more money from them. I think you get to actually just straight up keep the money no matter what it is, you know, how it ends. And, um, yeah. Uh, cool Mini or Not is doing uh, a new board game called Tiburu. T-E-B-U-R-U. Tebaru, ever how it is. It's this is um, this has been done before, but um, most uh, recently that I can think of was Gullum Arcanum. It's essentially like you know it's an electronic board game, you know, where a computer keeps track of the stats of your minis, you know, the 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 movement, the damage you do and you take, and you know all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, this has done been done before. And I'm sure this is going to be like a huge, huge Kickstarter when it launches. And I don't know. I just, I mean, I would, that's, this is where we're going. But this has been done and failed a couple of times. But maybe now's the time. Or maybe this is the proverbial Kickstarter that broke Cool Mini or Not's back. I don't know. We'll see. The other thing they're launching is the True Vang Legends Kickstarter, which, um,. I backed the RPG, the English translation RPG, a couple years ago, and I really dig it because it's low fantasy. You don't see a lot of that, um, you know, nowadays. Um, I like the art style and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, the board game kind of looks cool. The miniatures definitely do, but um, I mean, the the dollar amount just isn't there. I mean, they got two weeks to go as of this podcast and they've raised like almost uh 1.2 million dollars and it's not even really a kickstarter it's just you're pre-ordering this damn thing it's and it's a hundred bucks for this board game i mean uh i think uh richard said yeah when it launches it'll be 60 at miniature market and yeah that's absolutely it will and i'll i'll buy it then it's just not worth it to me, I mean, I dig it, but it's coming to retail and it'll be cheaper, so I'll get it then. Uh, 
And I think the only other things is like um, the uh, Legion releases, you know, Clone Wars is coming. And the uh, Star Wars Armada SSD is actually starting to be seen in um, stores. And if I remember correctly, my uh, close personal friend Dennis, who um, came down from Tupelo to play with us on the X-Wing Tournament in Ridgeland, um, had said he had pre-ordered this thing like over a year ago, maybe two years ago, something like that, because I know it, it's been forever, you know, we've been waiting on this thing to actually get here. And uh, the retail on it's 200 bucks. I think he said his pre-order price through his local store was 150 So, which is pretty good, because I mean, I think uh, Miniature Markets currently got it for like 160 I mean, it's big, it's a nice box, but like I've said before, I will pay uh, 100 bucks for it. That's, that's about all I'm willing to do. Maybe up in like 120, maybe. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of waiting on a sale for that, you know, and, and pick it up then. And, uh, yeah, you know, honestly, playing X-Wing also reminded me that, dadgummit, I'd love to get Armada to the table. It's, to me, Armada is more f fulfilling to play. You know, it's, it's, uh, you're playing on a four, uh, you're three by six map, I had to think. Because it's basically two X-Wing maps put in. And there's just more maneuvering, uh, more, um, things you can do, you know, launching fighters and all this cool stuff. Uh, in my opinion, there's less reliance on upgrades, but... I haven't played it um, competitively, so people could argue that point. Maybe not. And, um, yeah. So, uh, I really wish I could get a table. One of the guys I was playing with uh, was a... Um, oh, the guy I played with Thursday was a local. And he's like, yeah, you know, I want to get into that, but I just had a kid or whatever. I'm like, look, dude, if you want to play it, just let me know. We'll play it. You don't have to buy into this game. I, I own two opposing forces. I own a lot of Armada because I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Honestly, you know, I'm, I've talked about it before. I'm not really a big fan of Star Wars, you know. I, I lean probably closer to Star Trek than Star Wars. But this is like the only uh, mass-produced uh, fleet-based game right now, especially one that's pre-painted. And that's, that's a real bonus to me is just being able to to get that out, and I, which reminds me to talk to people on Twitter about um, people like, well, I've been thinking about getting an X-Wing, and I'm like, well, I will say it is super popular. It's, it's so popular that 1.0 uh, outsold 40K for a long time. 40K um, and Age of Sigmar for a long time. It was like the number one selling miniature game for a long time. I don't know how 2.0 is doing. I mean, basically, uh, your old players are still got their old stuff, and it's just whatever new players are. So if it's that popular, I would argue that you should be able to find a game. I mean, uh, we have some locals that it's their only miniature game. They just like Star Wars. And I think I've heard people say that they bought the ships because they were cool, cheap, and pre-painted. And it was like, oh, wait, this is a game? Okay, I'll play that. So, yeah, I, I think you should be able to find a, a game of that pretty easy. So, it, yeah, I'd say buy into it. 
like competitively, eh, I don't know. I remember a lot of articles and stuff like that with people chasing metas and like uh, in 1.0. And, um, hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can net deck or net list whatever you want, but the reality is if you don't know how to play it, you know, how to actually run that list, or, I mean, honestly, if you're not a competent player anyway, you're you're not going to do that good. And, I mean, I've seen a lot of that, like, in 40K, people trying to get whatever the hottest thing is, but losing because they don't really understand it, how to work it, and, and whatnot, or they're just not a really competent, competitive player anyway. But, you know, I mean, me, I just, I just hang out. You know, I just, I'm here to have fun, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of why I did. You know, I just, X-Wing is easy to play. It was, you know, another thing. I was like, maybe the kid, my kids might like this. I don't know. Well, they don't really. Uh, I managed to get in a game of um, uh, Fireball Island with them. And my youngest really dug that. But, you know, that's about it. So, uh, anyway, I've talked for about 25 minutes. This is, you know, enough for you to listen to and like it. But uh, next podcast I'll record will probably be this Sunday. We're normally bi-weekly. And this will be like a, the Gen Con special edition where we talk about whatever shit we saw. And hoping for a lot from Fantasy Flight Games. Already seen um, the unboxing and the contents for the Clone Wars box set which you can get this weekend at Gen Con. I assume the release date, though, will be September, maybe late August if we're lucky. I don't know. Hell, it could be the week after. And I'm kind of looking for a local to split that box set with me. I just want the um, the Separatists out of it. Um, not that I don't, I'm opposed to the... Um, the uh the actual clones because i think you know they look really uniform as an army and there's a ton of different tanks and stuff you could do i just you know i'm gonna run around with a bunch of guys going you know roger roger and uh yeah the other thing is um i kind of looked around to see how i want to run my snowtroopers army too for legion and uh palpatine is who they suggest so i need to get some uh, grab him which i was a little scared because it's just one figure in a box set and, you know, if that was GW, he'd be like 50 bucks or some shit. But, yeah, it's like 10 bucks with the discount, you know, for their single figures. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, hope you enjoyed this podcast. Look, the, the next one will be much better. There'll be three of us. We'll be talking. It'll be a whole thing. I only did this because so many of you guys were like, Hey, I wanted to hear that new one where you talk about the uh, the games we played, you know. And the hyperspace thing. But anyway, so. Alright, till next time.